Y'all, we wouldn't be here without Youth Scene, the organization that sponsors this podcast, How to Be Queer. Youth Scene envisions a society where young people are empowered as individuals to access non-judgmental and unbiased treatment in every aspect of their lives. They encourage the creative creation of a community that celebrates everyone's worth, diverse characteristics, and dignity. Youth Scene provides mental wellness, resources, education, and support for all the LGBTQ communities, including youth and their families. So head on over to Youth Scene, that's youth, S-E-E-N dot org, and click on connect to give your money to support this organization dedicated to supporting our queer, trans, black, indigenous people of color communities. Two, one. Hey there. <laughs> so hi, Balls of Magic. We're, we're, exp- I'm experimenting today. <laughs> well, there is an open statement. There's an opening statement um, with a little bit of video. Because we're kind of expanding a little bit to yeah. YouTube. So I'm going to upload this onto YouTube. Y'all got to go like f- follow us on YouTube. You can see what we look like when we podcast. Well, as much as hi. I would like to tell you, I mean, we are we are the the the, the picture of beauty in youth. <laughs> you are. <laughs> that's because you sent me to the right person. That's I'm actually injecting the poison into my face. <laughs> Isn't that what it is? I started I started doing Botox. Yeah. And I have to say, I rejected it for a long time. And now I'm all about it. We should give a shout out to the person that does ours. Yeah, Dana. If you're, in, if you're in Colorado. Yeah, if you're in the Colorado area, Dana at Com- Complexion Medispa. She's she's the bomb. Because my face still moves. It does. It just looks like I got like a really great night's sleep. Mm-hmm. I can still make weird, weird, funny faces. Yes, you can. <laughs> should we welcome people to our podcast? We should. Hey, everybody, let's backtrack. Welcome to How to Be Queer podcast. My name is Alex. My pronouns are they, them. And I'm Kim. My pronouns are she, her. How are you doing, Al? <laughs> I got to say, before we Fan get into the oh, wait, youth scene, who's our sponsor. Um, thank you. Youth scene. You guys are amazing. Getting all the support from them. Um, and I want to, I need to comment on this. So normally are we trying to get a wine sponsor? We're going to try to get a wine sponsor. <laughs> Here's the thing. Normally when we do our podcast, we're, it's, we usually do it in the morning and we're drinking coffee Yeah, and we tend to do it on like a Sunday morning. Yeah. Right. Okay. Not this week. We're doing it Thursday night. Uh-huh. And we, I was like, Alex, First of all, I told you when I came downstairs, cause I was writing my notes on the podcast. And the first thing I said to you is I need you to get some marshmallows. I was like, Oh, what are we doing? Cause we're going to fucking roast someone. <laughs> and I want to make sure you got some marshmallows that you can roast them and you're going to be happy. Cause you my baby. I want to take care of you. I love a good roast. Oh, I'm fired <laughs> up for this one. And then, you know, cause I can get a little fiery. I was like, we're going to open the good bottle of wine. Which a golden eye. This is a golden eye Pinot Noir, yeah, 2019. Uh, it's Anderson Valley, which I'm not a wine connoisseur. I don't know anything about this. I did follow a uh, sommelier on TikTok, which is teaching me a lot of stuff. Uh, I will tell you this: you took one sip of this and you were like, "Whoa, what is that? <laughs> Are they LGBTQIA friendly?" I, I, I don't know, but God, I hope so. Cause right. I want to drink this again. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. This was a gift for my parents. And it's one of those times when somebody hands you a bottle of wine and they're like, don't give it to anyone. 
And I was like, hide it okay. from children, <laughs> hide it from, hide it from everyone. Because, you know, when we entertain, sometimes we'll have, you know, like a couple mm-hmm. bottles of wine at, and this is not one you would want to drink at the end of the night when you like can't taste anything anymore <laughs> because your drunk ass is like, what's happening? When your taste buds are ripped and when they're like, hey, are... everybody, <laughs> like you want to do this when you are doing a, a, a podcast and you're going to roast the shit out of someone. Yeah. Well, let's grab some some forks and some marshmallows and yeah. And I think I want to, I'm going to give like a little bit of a trigger warning on this one. Um, because I'm going to, we're going to do, I'm going to do my best to lead us through this one and just acknowledge the utter fuckery that is going on in -hmm. the state of Florida. So I'm going to try to do this in the way that you and I always do this, which is like, we try to blend a little bit of our sarcasm and humor sometimes (laughs) into some really heavy shit. Okay. But I do want to say like, folks, this might need a little bit of a trigger warning for you Yeah. because as much as we're going to make light of it, there are some statistics that we're going to share in here that will illuminate that this is no, it, it is actually no laughing matter. Yeah. I read it and like a few days ago and I was like, is this like, I like, is this, yeah. Real. This is real. This is, real. This this is, is real. this is like real life. This is real life. So um, we're going to dive right in. And so folks, you may have heard about this. There is a don't say gay bill. Formerly known as the house education and uh, oh shoot. Now it's leaving my brain. It's like the house education and parenting bill. And, and, yeah. Something like this. It's come out of Florida parenting committee. So this, um, so LGBTQ advocates have renamed it the don't say gay bill, bill, but this is a Florida bill that would limit classroom discussions on sexual orientation and gender identity and encourage parents to sue schools or teachers that engage in these topics. Um, again, it is called the don't say gay bill. And most advocate, all, actually all LGBTQ advocates fear that if this bill is signed into law, it could act as a complete ban on the lessons on LGBTQ oppression history and discussion around LGBTQ identities. Wait, so so th- does this mean that that students in the LGBT community or even straight students, he- cisgender, hetero, straight students who have maybe gay parents um, can't yes. talk about their families? So that's a part of it. Oh, fuck. So- it, it not only erases LGBTQ history and culture from lessons plans, it sends this message to young people in communities, essentially like keep it in the closet. Okay. Okay. So these two bills, there's two of them in, in Florida, it's house bill one five, five, seven and Senate bill one, eight, three, four, a school district may not encourage classroom discussion about sexual orientation, gender identity in primary grades level in a manner that is not age appropriate or development appropriate for students. Um, it's moving forward actually quite quickly. And this is one of 250 pieces of legislation that are in House bills and Senate bills across the country. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So um, to, to give a little bit more information on this, if the don't say gay bill passes, this is the really fascinating part. So parents you would be able to sue the school district if LGBTQ discussions happen in a classroom. So one of the, obviously people that is against this is, and I'm gonna get to the guy that's championing this. 
light the fire. Here we go. Where I'm almost ready to light the fire, but to give some perspective from a, a, a person who is um, not in favor of this bill is that Tom, uh, Tom DeLay or DeMay, who's running for a house seat in Florida said the way that the bill is written, it could prevent his 11 year old son from discussing his family at school. Um, uh, Todd, Todd, excuse me, and his husband, Jeff were, um, they were the first gay men ever married in Florida. And so this would erase his child's opportunity to talk about his family because that would be falling under this category of discussing anything LGBTQ in a classroom. Oh my gosh. So not only does it affect, like, if you are of that identity yourself to your point, like if you're a child and your family is queer, like you could never talk about your family. And if a teacher engages in that discussion with you, someone else's family can sue that school district. This is so fucked up. It's so fucked up. It's so messed up. Um, so other critics, uh, have noted that some, you know, obviously students that one of the things that was, was really troubling to me is that if you are a a queer child and you are maybe living in a house that you don't feel safe coming out in yet, one of your trusted places, sometimes you go as your teacher. Yeah. And this would criminalize a child being able to discuss who they are with a trusted adult. That's diabolical, which is diabolical. I'm going to even go even more into this because here's the thing, you know, about me, Alex, I am, uh, I love to research. Yeah. And sometimes when you put me with time and a fire inside of me and a keypad and the internet, like it's not necessarily going to turn out well for anyone (laughs) because I'm fucking pissed. So the guy that is sponsoring this bill, his name is Joe Harding. And I want to say that I maybe had better things to do with my time. (laughs) Apparently I don't. So he is a rep from Florida. He is sponsoring this bill. And so I needed to go stalking online. Did you find out where he keeps his trash cans? I I found out a lot of shit about Joe, which I'm going to share with you. I may have been on his Twitter feed. I may have been on his Facebook page. Uh I was absolutely on his Wikipedia page. I was on his campaign page. I may have looked at pictures of his family and we're going to talk about Joe. Okay. Okay. So here's, here's what Joe said. This bill is about defending the most awesome responsible responsibility a person can have, which is being a parent. You're going to love this one. The job can only be given to you by above. Oh, mm-hmm. oh. I'm assuming he means Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is that was what queer. That I'm assuming that's what by above Jesus means. was also brown. <laughs> okay. So Jesus is, is Jesus is a part of this. Okay. 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 So as the bill sponsor Harding confirmed that the bill allows parents the right to sue if they believe a school's procedures are infringing on their fundamental right to make dis- decisions regarding the upbringing and control oh, of their a, children. There's a word. I knew I knew that word was going to be like trigger warning, trigger Trigger warning. warning. Okay. What this bill allows for is parents to be able to pursue the school to number one, get information from the school of what is being talked about to and told to the child. And it also damages relating to how that affected the child. So basically like if you like with this bill that also says that the school as a parent 
Like it, let's say like, you're not an affirming home. Maybe you are an affirming home, but your kid hasn't come out to you, mm-hmm. but you have suspicions that your kid might be out at school, which we know happens. Right. This gives the parent the right to force the school to out the kid to the parent where the kid, right. That's what this is, what this bill is saying is that, and that's what he's talking about. You can go to the school and demand information. What has my kid told you? What have you told my kid? This is really dangerous. This is really dangerous. Okay. Yeah. Um, the bill prohibits school from encouraging classroom discussion of sexual orientation and gender identity that is not age appropriate or developmentally important. That particular clause drew particular concern. Critics noted some students that may have parents that are hostile to the news of their child as a member of the LGBTQ community might want to confide in a teacher. Children from the, from LBGTQ families might also innocently discuss their families in a way that other parents would find object objectionable. Object. Okay. Object, yeah. So meaning like if we lived in Florida and our children went to school and the teacher is like, Hey kids, everybody draw a picture of your family. Yeah. Our kids would not be able to draw that picture. Right. Is what this bill means. It also means that God forbid, like these kids that are not in it. And, and I, I want to say like you, you talk with a lot of GSAs, right. Mm-hmm. And GSAs across, across the country. And what was the thing that you told me that the GSA teacher said about where the kids say that they are um, when they don't want their parents to know. One of them said they, they tell their parents, they go, they're going to art club because the kid clearly doesn't feel safe yet yeah. telling the parents. So this would mean number one, there is no GSA, right? Because yeah. GSA talks about queerness. Yeah. Uh, GSA, for those of you that don't know, Alex, it is a gay straight alliance, which is a safe place for kids. Yeah. Okay. It encompasses and all LGBTQ um, discussions for young people. So this bill, and we're talking about Florida, but this bill is in seven other states or something similar. And that's not even inclusive of the 250 other anti-LGBTQ legislation that's out there. Right Can now. I just like try to make a joke because I'm so yeah. uncomfortable? Like what the fuck is wrong with people? Well, do you want me to tell you what's wrong with this guy? Oh my God. With okay. Good old let's, Joe keep, here? let's keep going. Okay. All right, Joe. You All ready? Right. So Joe Harding. I have a seat on my fork. So I have like, I, I fully admit. I know I'm <laughs> marshmallow I, I he could have a seat on our little marshmallow stick where we're gonna roast our marshmallows here how do you like it okay so joe harding i have to admit i was in a mood and i'm like going down the rabbit hole so here's what i learned about our boy joe okay on his twitter feed he uses the hashtag let kids be kids <sighs> i'm gonna take a sip of wine on that one okay because how just let's yeah. okay let's drink on that one <laughs> Let kids be kids, except for those damn gay kids. <laughs> Stick except them for back those, in the closet. Okay. Those trans and gay kids. I may have come across a really cute picture of him. Um, and I'm guessing he's with a supporter. And let me tell you, <laughs> I was just gonna say this picture. Qu- <laughs> this picture of him with the supporter is the fucking gayest thing I've ever <laughs> seen on the internet. The only men that act like this have like so much queerness in them. They, they like have become the most horrible humans in the world. This, this picture of him and this guy, I'm like, the gay is like, (laughs) I mean, we might as well have put them like as one of the guys on queer eye, like they've got their, they're like standing with their arms. Like 
I'm not going to lean and touch this person, but their faces are like joy, joy, joy. And I'm like, Oh, I'm touching another man. I'm standing by another man. I'm like, it's the queerest fucking thing I've seen outside of grinder. Like I'm I'm not kidding. (laughs) When did you look at grinder? Listen, I got gay male friends that show me this stuff (laughs) anyway. Okay. So he's, so then he, we've got an issue happening with an animal. Grossy. Grossy. <laughs> she must have looked at grinder too. I think she's ready to like hyperventilate over this guy too. I swear to God, I can't believe anybody listens to this podcast. Rosie. Should we pause for a minute? Oh my gosh, she's gonna have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like she's good. Let's just keep going. Okay. <laughs> So one of the other things I saw is that he had an event fundraiser. And again, he's with another man. And the article title is from <laughs> bad boy to business leader. Oh, spank me, daddy. <laughs> I mean, gross. some things are starting to come into focus for you. I wonder who wrote that article. I wonder if they were like trying to like, oh, my God, I'm from bad boy to business leader. Ooh. Boy, Joe. Okay. So then I was like, well, now I'm all in. I'm just going to start finding out even more about this guy. So he's born in 1987. Okay. 87. He is married with four kids. Okay. Here's a quote from him. I know and love this community. I believe it's the best place in the world to raise a family, start a business and retire. I plan to fight every day to make sure it stays that way. I'm like, so basically we're just not fighting. We're fighting, but just not for gay families. We're only fighting for families that he thinks are families. Right. Cool. His pastimes include being outside, fishing, Mm. (laughs) and he's a youth sports coach. I like fish. Because that's super. (laughs) (laughs) You are such a perv. Oh my God. It's our podcast. Keep, keep it rolling. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So he's, he likes to be outside. He likes to fish. Not the same way. I think maybe you do. (laughs) And he's a youth sports coach. I'm like, cause that's freaking comfortable. Oh my God. Okay. His main platform is defending second amendment rights and protecting all human life. What the fuck? (laughs) So I'm going to circle back on that one in a minute. Cause like, I need another sip of wine. Hold on. <laughs> okay. So I, I yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. Do it. Do it girl. Here's what else I know about him. Harding says he learned the value of hard work and good stewardship of resources in his large family of 11 siblings. They were raised by his pastor father and his homeschooling mother. He was, I, I, I know. Author, okay. Authoritarian yeah. dis- scariness. Okay. I mean, when you have 11 siblings, like, and I, I understand like he grew up in a town that only had like 3000 people in Florida. So I don't know, maybe, maybe his school was the same size as 11 kids. I don't know. Yeah. But he was homeschooled by his mom, pastor, father. He studied construction management. Um, and then he worked multiple jobs to support himself, eventually working his way up to project management roles in which he managed multi-million dollar budgets, diverse clients. Mm. I love how he added that in demanding timelines. Smell the white fragility, folks. Those damn diverse clients and demanding timelines. Okay. 
so what's this this statistic like you know like one in six kids will come out as lgbtq yeah so he had 11 kids in his family can we just say maybe two of them well and do we think he might be one of them and he's probably one of them let me if he okay yeah okay just gonna like move on he currently owns and operates a lawn maintenance company and a horse boarding and training facility okay okay so i want to go back for a minute so circling back he one of those things and it's all over his website is that he, and a lot of times he's using all caps when he says this, he is protecting all human life. Because that'll that'll definitely, you know, um, persuade. Yes, the all caps is very persuasive. It's very, very, very persuasive. persuasive. Um, but yes, he is protecting all human life. And and here is his statement, okay? So remember, protecting all human all human life is, is his, like his, his thing. Okay. okay. His statement on a right to life, the right to life is fundamental and it must be protected at every stage from conception to natural death. Anti-life measures disguised as compassion must be stopped. Wait, 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 wait. what? <laughs> Anti-life measures disguised, disguised as, as com- compassion yeah. Oh. My get my guess is this is like the, the 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 like an organ where we have the bills and whatnot that like you have the right to end your life if you are you know suffering from oh right. that's like that one book that we read. Yes. That yes, was, that was a good book. Yes, it was, but we I cried. Oh, that I one. bawled, I you know, sobbing. Like, but he okay. he he's d- says that that is disguised as compassion and must be stopped. Okay. Okay. Our most vulnerable citizens. The preborn, the elderly, the sick, and the disabled deserve dignity of equal personhood. Let's work together to make Florida a culture where life, where all can flourish. I don't know who the fuck wrote this shit. I'm literally reading it word for word. So again, like, so basically what he's telling me is when he says I'm protecting all human life, what he doesn't consider life then (laughs) is queer life. Right. So everything but that. So, and then I'm like, the preborn, the elderly, the sick, and the disabled deserve the dignity of equal personhood. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So Joe. So he clearly views queer people as less than human. So here's what I would want to share with Joe. Okay. So he is putting in and championing this, 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 this legislation that's like, Hey, so if you're, if you're queer, right? Yeah. Don't ever talk about it in a school. And if you do, people have the right to come after the school because they let it happen. School has the right to out your kids. If your kids don't feel that they have a safe place at home. And we basically just want to erase you from being able to exist within the one system kids spend the majority of their time, but he wants to protect all human life. Mm-hmm. So here's my questions for Joe then, right? is I would love to know, is it just that he doesn't consider queer life life? He doesn't consider that there's any value to those because he's actively working. Like, I just don't know if he's dumb, like he can't connect these things or if he's just like closeted and, 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 and it is involved in some type of like internalized homophobia. I, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't hardly say ghost after I saw that picture of him in the supporter. Yeah. Like any of these things are possible, right? Yeah. So what I wanted to do, and this is like the trigger warning for people. 
So when this, and I'm sorry, I just have no other word for him than motherfucker right now. Mm -hmm. So when this motherfucker is telling me, Hey, I'm going to do, I want to put this law in where kids cannot, it's not all kids being kids because letting all kids be kids also means letting all queer kids be queer kids. Right. Right. Like that's what this means. Can't change that about them. You can't change it. Yeah. And so this is the trigger warning for folks. Um, this information, it, this is not hard to get like Joe, if he, if I, I don't, I don't know how, like, you know, what, what the, with the background and like, I'm assuming he can read, yeah. I'm assuming he can go to a website. I'm, ex- I'm assuming he has internet access, um, go to the Trevor project mm-hmm. because they released their national survey of LGBTQ youth and the, me- the, the state of mental health for 2021. And this is my trigger warning for you folks. So this is the third annual survey that provides data on the impacts of COVID-19, mental health care, disparities, discrimination, food insecurity, conversion therapy, which somehow I feel like Joe might be a supporter of, um, in addition to the benefits of affirming spaces. So I want to give like the Trevor Project some props here because in this sample, it is their most diverse yet with 45% of the participants being you LGBTQ youth of color mm-hmm. and 38% being transgender or non-binary. Wow. So like when we were talking about that study last week with the lesbian deathbed yeah, and I was like, they did not interview a single person of color, yeah. like Trevor project. Like I, I, this is good. We're like making yeah. strives here to make sure that we're being, you know, we're, we're talking to all youth. So Joe Harding, you motherfucker. 42 percent of LGBTQ youth seriously considered attempting suicide in the last year, more than half of transgender and non-binary youth, 12% of white youth attempted suicide, 31% of native and indigenous youth, 21% of black youth, 21% multiracial youth, 18 Latinx, 12% Asian Pacific Islander youth. 94% of LGBTQ youth reported that recent politics negatively, Nine, you say that again for us. 94% of LGBTQ, I just had to, I was just saying that, like thinking out loud, like, so kids are paying attention to the news yeah, because their life, their, it's their life. Mm-hmm. And so they're tuning in and 94% of them know that all of this shit happening around them, it's, 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 and it negatively impacts their mental health. They're like, yeah, right. I don't matter in this world. I can't, I can't talk about my family. I can't talk about myself. I can't learn the history that is representative of the identity that I have. You're slowly erasing me. You're basically telling me I can't be human is yep. what these policies say. 94% of LGBTQ reported that recent politics negatively impacted their mental health. But yes, Joe, tell me again, how you want to protect all human life, mm-hmm. motherfucker. Okay. See, and the fucked up shit about, about guys like him is that they would manipulate their their way of thinking to still justify their way of thinking. Yeah. And like, that's when it's just, and, and that's why it's so scary when when guys like him get to this level that that he's at of what he's he's already in office. 
Yeah. I even like, I should, I should. Yeah. Well, he's, he's, and and, and I'm picking on this guy because he's sponsoring this bill. Well, I don't really fucking care that I'm picking on him. He's sponsoring this bill. He's a grown up. He's in public office. He's got four kids. He's got, well, and and I don't want to talk about the wife and the four kids because, you know, they didn't run for office. He did. So guess what? When you are a, a publicly elected fish official, you have to hear this shit. Yeah. And I understand I don't live in Florida. I don't live in his area, but he's also sponsoring a bill that is getting national coverage and it's being copied in all these other states. Mm-hmm. And again, he is on his website saying, I want to protect all human life. But basically what you're telling me is you just don't want to, pert- you don't consider queer life life. Yeah. So some of the other statistics in here, and and I really encourage you listeners go to the trevorproject.org. It is their survey from 2021. If you want to do a deeper dive on this than we're giving, but you know, right now the mental health for everyone is just, it's, it's tough. Yeah. Um, no matter who you are, no matter who you are, Yeah. it is tough. But these kids, when you look at what the suicide rates are, it is, and then you look at these politicians that clearly don't care. Yeah. And then run on a platform saying, I care about all human life. No, you don't. Don't. Yeah. You're either too ignorant or you are, you are dealing with your own shit and your own trauma, which you are acting out onto innocent kids and their families. We just want a right to live, dude. Yep. And my, and my kids and us and any of these other kids, it doesn't take anything away from you. Mm-hmm. Nobody's saying, Hey Joe, you can't pork your wife for eight minutes and make <laughs> 20 more kids from above. Nobody's <laughs> saying that to you. Oh so why God. the fuck do you care what we do? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, he's eight minutes too. We oh, talked about he's this probably last like week. three and a half. <laughs> Right. Oh, so I just, I got so, I, I know our listeners are probably like irritated, extra like, snarky I'm tonight, extra snarky tonight, but I just, I just can't some days. And today is one of the days that I just can't. Yeah. I mean, like as a queer person, you're always basically like, um, you know, required to keep it together. Mm-hmm. Because if you lose your shit, everyone's gonna be like, see? Well, they see you us know? as advocating on our own behalf. Right. Right. Like you're just trying to like put well, and, and people on, on TikTok, like, like you're just trying to push your agenda. I'm like, oh man, are you what fucking serious? Like I really ch- like when somebody tells when, when someone says that to you, Rick, you're just trying to push your agenda. What fucking agenda? Yeah, like I'm not gonna persuade what the fuck. I swear to God, do you think it goes back to them being like, like, do they think that we want to convert them to being gay? Because let me tell you, we don't want you. Oh, my God. I'm not out there recruiting. Nope. (laughs) Yeah, like I looked at Joe and I'm like, Joe, sweetie, honey, you do you. But there is something like nobody enacts this type of hatred without having something deep in them. You know, that's funny. I was going to say almost the exact same thing. Like nobody acts this venomous unless there's some serious like internal 
shit happening. And I guess like I go, like when you were saying before, like how politicians will manipulate this. And so the manipulation is, well, I want parents to be able to be parents and make the best decisions for their kids. Yeah. Yes. And do you see how enacting this is purposefully targeting the LGBTQ community because you're naming it? Mm -hmm. We won't talk about this stuff in schools. What message does that send to the kids that this is their family or this is their identity? When you already know that their mental health is suffering, you're doubling down on it. Yeah. And again, like I, I really struggle to understand what is inappropriate about talking about queerness with any kid. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to this thing. And I'll never forget this. Cause I swear to God, it was one time when I was on social media and I was like, I spit my water out. I was laughing so hard where it was when Pete Buddha edge and his kissed his husband yeah. Justin on stage. Yeah. And all these fucking women came out and were like, how am I going to explain this to my kid that there's two men kissing on stage and the best like hands down mic drop response I ever saw was someone was like, I don't know. How are you going to explain to them that Trump was grabbing somebody's pussy? Like, yep. So yeah. Like, which is worse there? Mm -hmm. (sighs) People, you fucking kill me. Two men expressing their authentic, true love or a gross man grabbing another person. Like what the fuck? But somehow that's okay. It, it, that Yeah. I'm like, so th- this is, and like, there's a whole bunch of things I was reading this week and I'm on like my fucking, uh, maybe I shouldn't drink wine while I do this, but whatever. And okay. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but one of the things like I'm paying very close attention to is we're coming into like midterm elections Yeah, is how white women in particular understand what is happening and then mm-hmm. how they vote. Mm-hmm. And so for our I mean, for the most part, I, I think most of the people that listen to us are, I mean, we know a little bit about the people that are listening to us, that we do have a very high population of people that are struggling with coming out. Yeah. Um, but if you are, if you are thinking about vote, like you have to see these things in terms of like how you use your vote because it matters. Mm-hmm. Like this law in Florida, you might be like, well, I don't want taxes, or maybe I want to tote my gun around and be like, but I want to protect all life. Maybe like the other thing, this guy, Joe says that he really supports is, is the rights of, 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 um, agriculture. But then at the same time, he's like, I am absolutely against sanctuary cities. And I'm like, but yet you support all life, the contradictions in the, in the hypocrites, like it's so hypocritical mm-hmm. that you don't support sanctuary cities but you want to protect all life. What do you think fucking sanctuary cities do? You asshole. You just don't value the people that might need a sanctuary city. I'm so fucking over this dude. Anyway. Um, but to give our listeners, because we got to end on like a better note than this, this motherfucker, <laughs> Joe Harding is his name, by the way, you can find him really easily online. J O E. Space H A R D I N G. Yeah. And maybe use the hashtag back at him. Let kids be kids. Motherfucker. Okay. Let kids beat you. So, yeah. Alex, this is what I'm hoping you're going to lead us through, though. Okay. Okay. So, here we've just talked about a lot of non affirming actions for kids and for, and for quite honestly, for, for anyone. Right. So, if we want to be like really good allies to kids, what do we do? 
what's accepting behavior. What's accept, what is it? And like, even when we say accepting behavior, like, what does that mean? Um, or so, how do you define it? Like, what, what does it mean to you? Well, asking them, I mean, like listening and acknowledging. Just like letting them like hashtag let kids be kids. Let kids be kids. <laughs> I mean, talk about like how someone manipulates words so easily, like, you know, to their benefit. So let kids be kids. And then you, you can, but if you're really interested in letting kids be kids, get yourself out of that fucking way and actually let your kid be themselves. And because the truth of the matter is, um, queer kids are not going to stop being born. (laughs) No. And, um, queer, you know, queer people are going to be around as, because we've been around since the beginning of time as well. And, um, you just gotta like, you have to let us be, you just have to fucking listen and shut the fuck up. Well, and I guess it's like the part of that's, I really got triggered when I see the let kids be kids. That was the thing that I was like, and now I'm down the rabbit hole of just doing everything I can not to write him a letter Mm -hmm. or calling his office or, you know, sitting on my podcast and basically saying like, I, I, I cannot believe that this is an elected official. I think we're doing our part because I'm sure his, his, his phone is blown up. I mean, I'm sure it is. It's been fairly like well covered nationally, but so, you know, and maybe this is pointless. Maybe it's, maybe no. it's all, maybe it's all pointless. And maybe I'm deluding myself and thinking that with our podcast, that it's, it reaches even one person to be like this shit matters. Yep. It matters that, you know, this stuff, it matters when you show up to vote, you have to vote, you mm-hmm. have to vote against this stuff. And you know what? I get it. You want to, you don't want to pay your taxes. You don't want government control. You don't want all this stuff, but this is what this party stands for. Yeah. And they continually double down on it all the time. Yeah. And when you prioritize your own bubble of a life, yeah, you are participating in the oppression of people. Yeah. For what? It makes me think about that, that article we read about four levels of awareness, mm-hmm. like, like to be able to understand, um, you know, what a person, what a candidate, what a political person stands for. You have to have a level of awareness about yourself, what you value, right? Ding, ding, ding. Do you think Joe has an awareness of himself right now? No, no. And the people who are all in support of him are like, just like, you know, yeah. It, I guess I just, I, I am so, I, I guess I'm just, I'm very angry. Yeah. And I want to cry into my like gorgeous bottle, my, you know, gorgeous, like glass here of golden eye Pinot Noir, please sponsor us. <laughs> you can cry on my armpit later. I can cry in your armpit, <laughs> but I'm just so sick of this. Mm-hmm. And like, we were having a conversation with some friends last night about it. And one of our friends looked at me and was like, and that's why people stay in the closet. I'm oh. like, and this is why people stay in the closet. Mm-hmm. So I want to acknowledge, like we do get a lot of listener mail from, and it, sometimes I'm not sure if we can share it or not uh-huh. because I want to respect their privacy, but we do get a lot of listener mail from like people that are struggling to come out. And 
you are, I just need to like say this. So they hear it. Like, I don't give a shit how many fucking Josh or Joe Hardings are out there. Like we're, we're here yeah, and we are with you. And even when I have nights like this, Mm -hmm. where I'm like, this dude is like why I stayed in the closet for as long as I did, because I was so fucking terrified. And you know what? There's days that like you and I go out and I see it. I see the people staring at us. I feel the danger around us. I had two coworkers this last week that uh, identify as LGBTQ and over their Christmas break, both were on vacations in places that they were like, I did not feel safe. <sighs> and they carried that anxiety back. There's yeah. 250 pieces of anti-gay legislation that are out there right now. We just were reading about these two lesbians that were murdered while they're on vacation, like fucking enough. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Cause I was at, um, this morning, I've been, I've been working out in the, at, at like 5.00 AM in the mornings. And um, I processed a lot of stuff during workouts. And I was thinking back to when I first came out as trans and non-binary and um, having this very strange feeling of a lack of safety in places that I had before felt was really unaware or felt so like I was going into the weight room at lifetime or at my, yeah, there it is. Hi, there it is. Hi. Well, I think I've said it before. I think we've said it yeah. before. And so with my newfound awareness of myself, I, but I, I felt a lack of safety. And now looking back, I realize it wasn't, I wasn't able to, to think through at the time, but because I was challenging these ideas about who I am, that, that put myself, that, that who I am could put me in danger. But the reality was, you know, in the, in the weight room at Lifetime Fitness, like I'm safe, but I would literally have like all sorts of really dark, scary thoughts about what was going to happen, like, of and going into places so then I was connecting that to the messages that we get about ourselves yeah. and that part of my healing process and our healing process as queer people, like you have to be like, yeah, that's fucking fucked up and that's not true. And right. that's actually not who I am. So fuck you. I'm still going to be, I'm still going to be, still going to be myself. And I mean, I had, it was maybe like a month six weeks of, okay, I'm going to keep going. And eventually it went away. Mm-hmm. Like the feeling did of, of be like, okay, now I, yep. I'm like, I don't feel unsafe anymore, but, um, but being able to pinpoint where it was coming from, because what I was doing at the time was, you know, projecting it out that it was, I was in danger from other people or um, which anyway. So, and that, that absolutely happens of course, but um but a lot of it for just acknowledging that it can come from these messages, these internalized messages that our body holds on to. Well, yes. And statistic, I hate to even fucking say this. I don't even know what I want to say it, but like you understand statistically as a person that identifies as trans, the level of violence that is happening against trans people in particular women of color Yeah, that identify as trans. Yeah. Like this isn't in your head. Yeah. This is, this is, oh yeah, for sure. This is real, the danger. And I think for, for people that listen to us that want to identify as allies, Mm -hmm. I think maybe what they, what I would ask allies to recognize is that just because we were given the right to get married 
did not actually mean that any real oppression or danger ended. Mm-hmm. Like that, those two things are not, yes, it was a step forward, but when we're seeing that this is what is happening to our youth and the mental health crisis that is happening with LGBTQ youth, when we are seeing the data around violence towards our trans and non-binary community members, when we're seeing 250 bills and acts of legislation across the country, marriage equality didn't end this. Yeah. And I get it because when I do a lot of training, especially around white supremacist culture and how to end it and how to like actually be anti-racist, the number one thing I hear from people that are, that are, that are working at it are like, I'm exhausted. When does it end? I'm like, never. Yeah. It never ends. Uh So how do you build up the resiliency as an ally to be like, I got to keep going. I got to keep going. I'll tell you how you keep going. Whatever discomfort you're feeling and having to show up every day as an ally is a fraction to what the people who are being oppressed feel. Yeah. So have your moment and then get your boots on and keep going to work. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's what it takes. Yeah. If we're really going to do this, but I want to give people, because I know sometimes they love when we put tools in their hands. Oh yeah. So um, when we're talking about accepting behavior, let's take them through like this, because there's some really good resources here. So if you want to be an ally and you want to be supporting, particularly of our LGBTQ youth, Mm -hmm. like this is what you do. Yep. You want to take people through it? Sure. Okay. So um, asking them, asking them about their experience and how you can help them feel supportive, supported. That does not mean that you get to pick what you think is supportive to them. Right. Because (laughs) guess what? You are not them and they are not you. That is actually a super common, like you can actually apply that to, to a number of different people that you might want to be supporting. Don't assume, you know, what support looks like. Yeah. So even if they, if they tell you that this is what would feel supportive, just fucking do it. Don't think that you know better. Okay. Yeah. Um, listening without interrupting or arguing. <laughs> it seems so basic, but seems really good reminders. Basic, yeah. Okay. Um, telling them that you love them and express aff- affection. Alex, I love you. Uh, I, uh, I would like to express my affection for you later. That would be really, really <laughs> lovely. Actually, <laughs> I would love that. Um, on that note, we could, um, Kim and I are married. <laughs> There's still consent. Okay. Um, express affection. Can I give you a hug? That's what that could sound like with a kid. Even if you're their parent, because I, I ask my kids, do you want a hug? And if they, if they say, and, and there's been times where they've, they're like, no, I don't, I don't want one right now. I'm like, okay. Okay. Learning together about Learning together about issues LGBTQ youth face by joining an LGBTQ family support or support organization, such as PFLAG, Gender Spectrum, G- Gender Odyssey, or Strong Family Alliance. You know another one. <gasps> youth Scene. Youth Scene. Hi. Hi, Youth Scene. Okay. Um, standing up for your child when they are mistreated, even by other family members. 
I mean, <sighs> I could do an entire podcast. Can we do a whole podcast about that one? Yeah. How too often a parent becomes their kid's first bully. Oh, I went to like, yes, yes, that. And even when your child is an adult yeah, and it's other adult members of the family, mm-hmm. like you, you, and my parents, like, so I, I should have my parents on at some point to talk about this because oh, yeah. I've gone through this with my parents because, you know, I have family members that I have set down like really strong boundaries of I'm like, nope, yeah, nope, nope, nope. I cannot have contact with them. And I think actually in particular, it's really hard for my father. Yeah. Cause he's like, no, no, no. I want this like kumbaya moment. And I'm like, dad, it's not going to happen. So like, I don't necessarily need him to stand up for me, but I need him to understand my boundary. And this is like an ongoing conversation with him and I. Yeah. I think, you know, challenging that, um, and this applies to different, different things, but like, you know, some families because families are systems, Mm -hmm. right? So like you're born into a family, you are born into a system. And so too often, like the black sheep, as they get called, you get named the the black sheep because you're the one that's like, this system is fucked up. And they think that you're the problem. not And then we're the problem. Um, I'm pouring you more gold tonight. Okay. But um, I'm I'm well, I was say something else about about the the family. Systems. Oh, that you know, like that family. I think family is um, I'm, I guess I guess as a a survivor of domestic abuse, like you know, there's that that line of like family. Well, that it's your family. It doesn't fucking matter. No, it that it's your family. If your family are are treating like a piece of shit you can you 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 are allowed to get the fuck out i'm cussing a lot tonight it's the golden eye it's i'm allowed to cuss i'm not apologizing at all for anything again golden eye pinot noir 2019 from anderson value please sponsor us hashtag authenticity (laughs) (laughs) this is how i really feel this is how i really feel okay yeah um next on our list uh helping your child find an lgbtq role model um, for your child among friends, family members, or through PFLAG, actually PFLAG, great organization. Um, it is the parent, what is PFLAG? It's parents, friends. It's, it's basically like for allies. Like you don't necessarily identify as queer yourself. Parents, families of lesbians and gays. I think. <laughs> just so I just made that funny. up. Parents. Okay, like great organization yeah, yeah maybe it was organ it was created in like the 80s so that's before they knew that there were transgender people i don't know <laughs> just gonna be quiet okay we're gonna end this podcast soon because this is how this is how little alex and i drink alcohol that when you give it to us it goes downhill very fast and very quick <laughs> But the helping your child find a role model, that would, that would, that, what that is really saying is give them visibility. Well, and I guess this is part of like, this is a little bit of, of, you know, I've, I've had, um, bro friend. Yeah. That's a, that's a bro friend told me. Bro friend tells us repeatedly, like you guys need to put yourself out there because you guys are an example of a functioning, healthy, wonderful, accepting queer family. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and people need to see that. And then I go back to when I was a kid and I'm like, yeah, I needed to see that. Oh, totally. But is it weird for you to think that now we're the role model? Is it weird? I never actually thought about that. Yeah. I think I'm just like, just trying to live and be myself. And yes, I guess that is a role model of sorts, but then I also look up random politicians online and stalk them and drink wine and then bash them. Yeah. Is that a role model? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Let's keep going. Okay. Okay. Talk to your religious leaders about helping your place of worship become more supportive. Um, and so I want to actually, my sister does this. Um, and we've talked about it a little bit on here. I, I think with my sister, my sister is, um, is a part of the Catholic church. The Catholic church has been very healing for her. And she is one of the people out there that is looking to change it from within. So when she has, um, I saw the Pope just told everyone to the, the Pope. Oh my God. Thank you for bringing that up. (laughs) The Pope of the Catholic church Church. is more progressive and accepting than this motherfucker in Florida. Yeah, He's like, support your gay kids. He's like, as parents, your job is to support your gay kids. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Because yeah. But my sister is trying to do this within the Catholic church, right? You have those, yeah, you have those, I'm sorry, but you have those three choices when you're in a church system, right? You either leave it, Mm -hmm. you stay and stay quiet. Not a great thing to do. Right. Or you try to change it from within. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even if it's self-serving, like, or I don't, that's that's the right word, but you know, if, if it's like support your gay kids, well, then you, you keep You've just kept a member of the church. And you tell them that Jesus loves them yeah. just as they are. It's pretty simple. It's really simple. Really yeah. simple. Okay. But but call out to my sister and her husband who hey. I know are, they are, they are, man, they show up for those kids and they work hard at making sure they know that Jesus loves them, mm-hmm. which frankly I needed as a kid. But anyway, you can um, find some things at uh, gaychurch.org too, or Q um, Christian Fellowship. There's, uh, oh, there's also Muslims for progressive values. That's another place you can go. We only talked about Jesus on Sundays. <laughs> I'm no um, longer, I'm no longer pouring the golden eye Pinot Noir 2019 from Anderson Valley and Alex's glass, but I would still like a sponsorship from you. Okay. Encourage. Okay, Are you ready? Encourage family and friends to check in with your child and show support. That means you listen. <laughs> Um, challenging homophobic comments. So the one that I hear all the time, oh my God, that's so gay. Alex, yeah. what do you, what do you want to say to someone when they're like, oh my God, that's so gay? Well, you know, so I'm reading this workbook right now. I'm, I'm working it myself and also taking notes for some d- decks that I'm building in workshop workshops that I'm <laughs> <laughs> workshops. That I'm putting in Noir, 2019 yeah. Anderson Valley. Okay. Keep going. Um, but the the comments that sound positive because most often it's it's not overt like you know name calling it's like mm-hmm. um it's the very covert kind of like homophobic kind of comments that make you question yourself and so which is also homophobia so you know stuff like well you're going to have a hard life 
And well, and I think for parents, like, oh my gosh, are you going to be able to have a family and children of your own? Yeah. You know, it's, it's even in the subtlety of that, like that's, that's listen, lots of gay people have kids. Yeah. Which is one of the reasons why I really love this, this workbook, because it, I probably could have checked there's 15 and there's space to write your own. I could have checked probably 12 of them. And, and it helps you identify like, oh, like the things that you hear as a kid or as a young adult, like they sound positive, but they're actually really negative. And they just basically, yeah, basically question who you, who you are, challenge who you are when you have to, and then part of the work is challenging it back. Be like, actually, no. Yeah. I, I guess I, I like want to dismantle that a little bit too, that you know, I think sometimes as, as parents that I just don't want your life to be hard. Yeah. You know? Like that's like a really, cause you don't, you don't want your kid's life to be hard. Oh, absolutely not. I I'm constantly trying to pre- prevent all of our kids from having any pain. But when we say that in terms of them coming out, it immediately sends the message yes. that there's something difficult or wrong or, and really there's nothing wrong with being gay. There's wrong with the way the world treats being gay. Right. Yeah. And so I think making that distinction for your kid is probably pretty important. Yeah. Um, I, I think the one, um, movie that I think actually did a really good job with this is that it's this movie called the family stone. Have you ever seen this movie? Oh, it's been a while. Yeah. But they have this dinner scene where a, 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 a woman says that, like, I just wouldn't want the life to be hard for the child. And the mother like fucking loses it yeah, because she hears the, the, the homophobia underneath that. Right. Right. Where instead it's like, no, there's nothing wrong with you. There's something really wrong with the Joe Hardings of the world. Yeah. They are the ones that are making life hard. Not the fact that you're gay. Your gayness makes the world joyful and beautiful and accepting. Mm -hmm. That's what gayness is. Gayness is expression and authenticity and joy. That's what being gay is. It's not hard. It's what other people make it. Mm -hmm. So fucking Joe Harding, put that in your hat and smoke it because (laughs) you're the one that's making it fucking hard. It's, It's not hard being gay. I'm full of fucking joy. It's you motherfucker. Right. Yeah. Make sure you explain that to your kids. Yeah. We got, there's, we got, we we got a couple more. We have two more on our list. Getting to know your child's LGBTQ friends and romantic partner. So that's an interesting one because even my, our kids that are not, they're, they're, um, straight, He's like, I can't have you meet my partner. <laughs> it's romantic partner. Right. Wait, 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 say that again. So like when, when, even like when our 15 year old is dating, he's like, you can't meet my girlfriends yet. <laughs> so that when I'm like, in a, like, I, I think expressing interest in meeting them, but don't yeah. be worried if they're like, yeah, no mom, you're not meeting my girlfriend. You're embarrassing and weird. I'm like, true. Yeah. There's a whole lot going on there. Did you see what I mean though? Like I do. I, I, w- I, I always offer regardless of who the kid is dating, yeah. like if, whether it's our straight kids or if we have gay kids or whatever we have, like, I understand to some extent, like teenagers are going to be like, yeah, no, I'm not introducing you, mm-hmm. but you still ask. Yeah. 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 And then the last one support your child's gender expression. Yeah. And just a reminder, gender expression, not the same as gender identity. 
Mm-hmm. Your child does not owe you anything in yeah. their expression. Yeah. Their expression is like the the extra for those of you who are her what or who are wondering. So gender expression, also maybe known as like presentation. We could we could go into the differences, you know, there, but like the physical ways that you express yourself, like the the um, you know, your hair and your makeup or not makeup and your shoes and your clothes and 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 the, and the things because clothing, all of these things are your style are signs and symbols, representations of who you are to the outside world. I, I mean, it, I, I will be vulnerable and admit here that expression, this is something that you've taught me a lot about and that I, I, I am a controlling person and I know this I'm type a Capricorn when things in life feel out of control, I want to like double down on control. Mm-hmm. What can I control? Because that's what's, I don't know, somehow makes me feel better, which is really messed up. And believe me, I have the self-awareness I'm working on it. But one of the things that you really helped me understand is that I have found labels really like helpful for me in trying to understand another person. But sometimes when I get that label, it's what I think that label means. And that's what I'm expecting to see in the expression. Yeah. And so I end up feeling like somebody, like it should all line up for me. So like when we were talking about, and we were talking about this weeks ago on this podcast, when you were like, nobody owes you anything in their expression. Yeah. And I'm like, right. That's me just trying to control so that I can have this person make sense to me. Yeah. Right. And I mean it from a loving place. Like I'm looking you know, for someone to make sense to me because I truly care about who they are. And I'm like, Oh, I understand you. Mm -hmm. And so in my mind, a lot of times with like non-binary, I have thought that non-binary owed me androgyny. Yeah. And it doesn't. Right. Um, that femininity owes me expression in a certain way or masculinity. And it's been really, it's been actually really healing for me to dig into that a little bit of like, well, why do I, why do I expect that? Yeah. That's really, um, entitled of me Mm. to think because I'm a, 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 a cisgendered person. And, you know, for the most part, a more feminine presentation matches the identity that I feel in my body, but that's not going to necessarily be the same for everyone else. And yeah. essentially when I'm putting that on other people, it's for my own comfort, mm-hmm. but it's been a very expansive area for me. Thank you, Alex. Well, thank you for sharing that yeah. with us. That was a vulnerability right there. Hey, listen, there's no experts in this. Nope. There's no experts yeah. and the work is never done. I think one of the things, speaking of that word, which word? Ex- experts. Mm. Um, when I started in that, that bro friend, it, you know, taught me like, you are the, the only thing you're, they said, it, you know, much more eloquently, but basically I'm using my own words here that you are the expert in you. Mm-hmm. And so I remember like being like, oh, oh, I am the expert. And it really like, I mean, really like, like, I'll just be honest. It actually just gave me permission to start to ask myself, well, what is me? And, mm, and, and so I was like, I am the expert in me. Okay. Well, today, here's what it is. <laughs> You know, it's so interesting you say that because 
Yes. I mean, you, you have, per- yeah, I, I love, and, and I was even saying to you last night when we went to bed Yeah, and we had our armpit time mm-hmm. and I was like, I, you were very much you last night. Mm-hmm. We had some friends over and it was, it was really nice to connect with people. We've been a little bit more shut in, even though it, they're saying now that 80% of Coloradans are immune to Omicron at this point, because we've all fucking had it. Yeah. Um, so we were able to socialize a little bit last night and, um, you were talking a little bit more than usual, which yeah. I love. And this is something that people um, maybe sometimes don't understand about you is that you are a little bit more introverted than people would think. Mm. And um, last night you were talking about, and we were going to bed last night and I, my face in your armpit. And I was like, I loved how much you were sharing. Cause I love hearing you talk as people may not necessarily get from this podcast, because sometimes I can be like, I'm type A and Capricorn and I'm going to through things. Um, but I did I love when you tell me things like you are the expert in you. And I love when you let that come through as one of my favorite things. When I get to witness about you, when you are unapologetically who you are, because it's fucking glorious. <laughs> there is no one. I tell you this all the time. I think I even put it in my wedding vows to you. Like there is no one else on this planet like you. And it's fucking magical. This is what wine does to me. I I'm feel really, the same way about you. I'm really seriously hoping my night gets better. <laughs> I think it will. <laughs> um, I don't think anybody wants to hear that, but okay. Well, and that's, I guess from, from my perspective, like I know that my, my internal dialogue when I've been quieter in, in social, so, social situations, it's really me doubting myself. And, and what I have to say, and that, you know, just like doing the work of like, I'm, and, 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 and as I keep, as we keep going, like, it's like, what I have to say matters, you know, what, what this person has to say matters, like, you know, um, and that I'm actually, I've been having like, thoughts lately where I'm like, I'm, I'm actually a pretty loud person, mm-hmm. but I've been really quiet for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, um, just another page, I'm turning on another page. Be loud, babe. I'm fucking loud. Be loud. I'm going to be really fucking loud. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Um, so everyone be loud. So normally we also talk about, and just like that, um, the show, and here's it's the thing. Th- and it's Thursday. We've it's Thursday night. So we're going to watch tonight and then we'll probably watch the finale next Thursday. And then we'll come back to you next Friday with our thoughts on that show. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited. And partly like, I mean, selfishly, that's why I'm like, Alex, let's do this right now because I want to have armpit time and watch the show. How's that sound? It's only six. F- yep. Yeah, 43. Well, listen, we get up at like five. Freaking 30 in the morning. Lift heavy things. We have a well, I don't lift heavy things. You get up and then I'm up and I'm like, ooh, let's read all the things. <laughs> um, but thanks, listeners. Hey, can we share that one that one email that came in? Oh, yeah. I'm gonna would share love one to. more email that came in just because I, I read this this morning and I gotta tell you, I I cried like a baby at this. Can you read it, Al? I will. Um we won't share a name. No, we don't share names. We're not going to share names, but if, our, we're if read this the listener email. hears it, you'll know. You'll yeah. know. Dear Alex and Kim, I'm writing to share my deep and personal gratitude for your podcast. I found you all last spring. I think just after the second episode posted, as I was working on opening up to my up to people in my life about my queerness, as a middle aged partner in a straight seeming marriage, and as a parent, your open hearted hearted conversations have been such a support and channel for my growing 
uh, my own understanding of myself and my, in my relationships. And I'm hugely grateful for that. And exclamation point, like the rainbow sound waves or whatever those are, they are the rainbow sound waves. Shout out to Andrea. Shout out to Andrea. Reading from the ball of magic in your logo. I'm even more grateful that I have that I had those new layers of understanding in my back pocket a few weeks ago when a dear friend started opening up about opening up to me about their own painful struggle with their gender identity. The responsibility of being an early confidant in this process feels weighty. I was so lucky to be equipped in that moment with a lot of y'all's wisdom and experiences you've shared and was able to immediately be like, listen to these two brilliant humans. I think you will really find resonance and support here. This friend, I'm getting chills. I know. This friend shared back that your show kept them company on a four hour drive right after we had talked and they were feeling better than they had in a while. And that's a big deal, given where this friend was in the moment. So here's what I hope is one among many confirmations in your inbox that the work you two are are doing is helpful, is healing, and likely saving lives. Much love to you both and to everybody who has ever been on, Ren, Molly, Deirdre, Kem D, Jeremy, Joe, and other and others I've forgotten to include, and youth scene. P- so listener. Oh, do you want to read the PS or not? Yeah. Okay, go uh, the P- yeah. Okay, read the PS. Should we read the PS? Yeah, because it has some resources in it for yeah. folks that they might like. Yeah. PS, in light of y'all's reflections on and just like that, and the and with the one, the, the young ones in your family, I wonder if you have any use for an all ages queer TV recommendation in Shira and Princess of the Power. Yes, my kids love that one. And less kid friendly pure queer podcasts celebrating that show called Hey Adora. Maybe you know about these and hate them or don't know and don't care. But in, just in case you might not know and love them, I thought they I thought it'd be worth sharing. Thank you. I'm saying thank you to. We're saying thank you um, to the person our, who, to our who wrote it. We'll yeah. say initial K. Thanks, K. Yes, thank you, um, K. I got to tell you, I you sent me that email this morning, and I I sat at the, my desk and cried. Um, I sent it to the staff. Or well, I sent it to yeah. Yeah, I I have to say, like, um, I think I'm probably not the only person going through this right now, but when you are spending your life in isolation and you're doing your job over zoom, or you're doing a podcast where you're, you're spending, you know, hours of your time being vulnerable and putting out into the universe, just hoping that by sharing your story, you are easing the pain or building connection for maybe one other person out there. Mm -hmm. And I think about Kim Dillon, Mm -hmm. especially who's come on so beautifully and shared the story of her daughter, Ravina. Mm-hmm. Like in every time she does it, she's opening herself up. And I tell her every time, I know there's somebody out there that you're reaching that just maybe doesn't feel so alone. Yeah. Um, but it is, it's hard. And so when I get mail like this, I'm like, yep, I'm ready to go. I'm mm-hmm. ready to keep going. So, um, okay. Your message means more to me than I can ever express. And keep Thank us, you. yeah. And keep us updated. 
Yes, please keep us updated. Yeah. Keep us updated. I I'm telling you no matter what you're going to be okay, girl. Yep. You're going to be okay. We're here. We're here. Do you want to close us out this week? Well, yep. I think you do every week. Cause I don't even know all the things we do. <laughs> We're growing. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, balls of magic. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on balls, um, on balls of magic on Instagram or Facebook. And, um, you can email us as, uh, as we, we get the emails on how to be queer podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on the youth scene website page and the tab is how to be queer. So when you first, when you go to donate money, then you can go <laughs> over to the how to be queer tab and you can see me and Kim and, um, yeah, so reach out we're here youth scenes here for you yeah and thanks for listening can i say thanks to goldeneye winery <laughs> pinot noir 2019 anderson valley we definitely have at least a glass each left in this bottle i think we should drink it and hate watching just like that go have some fun <laughs> <laughs> night y'all bye <laughs>